Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join our discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-SWAT. That's 1-844-777-7928. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Doug, what's going on today? Well, I don't know. Did you see the, uh, by the way, welcome everybody, all of our listeners who are listening out in Virginia and Mississippi around the world. Um, uh, did you see that uh, when Biden was speaking and uh, he said that he's the only candidate who can beat Ronald Reagan? No, April Fool's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh <laughs> Yeah, that was one of them. Another one was he he signed the "Don't Say Gas" bill. Did you see that? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in case uh, you haven't uh, been fooled yet, it is April first. Uh, one time I did a very very bad April Fool joke on a neighbor. Uh, I made them think that. Uh, <laughs> I'm, my wife was bleeding and stuff oh. and it was it was a bad april fool joke after that i kind of calmed down on the <laughs> april fool joke because they got really really mad um but uh yeah it's uh it, it is april fool uh you know if you if you want to just get some good april fools go to the babylon b you know yeah. they got some really good uh christian satire out there uh but they really, I think they did get suspended over a couple, the, of, yeah, a couple of days ago. I don't, I don't think they're back. I don't, I don't actually, I don't know. I don't know if they're back up. They were suspended for a while though. If they are back up, yeah, because they named Rachel Levin Man of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that that was it was really funny and sad. It is sad. You know, we had yesterday. I don't know if you uh, heard or you were listening. I know we had people listening down um, in Flagler County, oh. And we're so grateful you guys listened down there. Uh, but uh, we had Charlene Cothran on, who did a great job. of. She was pretty fired up about everything. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. With everything going on. And, you know, this thing with uh, Disney just keeps getting better. And uh, Ron DeSantis was on um, the news earlier today. And they're really having serious conversations about revoking their uh, special status in the state of Florida. And I think they should, you know, mm-hmm. if, if, if what Disney's doing is going to be detrimental, which it is, that is a detrimental ideology. Uh, and they're going to, uh, take that kind of, uh, woke, uh, mentality, pull it, go ahead and pull, pull the special status. I think he wanted to do it anyway, long before this happened. Well, I mean, and it's going to send a message, right? Uh, much more than, you know, individual people. Uh, quitting Disney Plus, although I think that's a laudable thing as well. Um, but, you know, something like that, that's definitely going to hit them in the pocketbook. Um, unless you think Disney doesn't deserve it, not only have they been uh, against the quote-unquote don't, don't say gay bill, but also uh, they're planning And by it- the way, it isn't don't say yeah. gay. That's what they call it, but the bill does not say that. That's just such a... Yeah. Uh, it's, I think it's the 
rights and parental education is the actual name of the bill. But um, they are also, Disney is planning next year, they want to have like 50% representation as far as having uh, LGBTQ characters in their stories as leads in the, in the stories. And the as cast members at the Disney parks itself, which is not representative of our country. Mm-hmm. If they really want to be a representative of our country, it's more like around 0.06%, maybe point you know maybe two to three percent but as we've seen as you keep pushing this ideology that number is going to grow because you know well, yeah especially if you push it to young people mm-hmm. and that's why uh charlene said yesterday we need to be in front of school boards we need to be speaking parents if you're out there find out when the school board's meeting and go speak there go share that you don't want this ideology uh in our in our schools the schools should be teaching but you know the the thing that really bothers me is if you look at uh, the Disney employees, like the cast members, like if you did a straight poll among all the employees down at Disney in Orlando, I, w- I would be willing to bet, if I was a betting man, that half of them, if not more, are okay with the bill and probably support the bill. They, I mean, the people that work there, not the executives. I'm talking about your people that are – you know, doing the tickets, people that are going out cleaning up the park and other people that by and large, it's family people who are working there and they are supportive of the bill, but it gets drowned out in the 0.03% woke, uh, you know, executives who want to try to make a big deal about it. So well, I don't know if you saw this. I think this was before Disney had come out and said anything and they were getting pressured to, there was supposed to be a boycott of um, them not saying anything. And only one cast member showed up <laughs> to boycott it. Did you see that video? No, <laughs> the news ran a story. It's like, yeah, there's supposed to be a walkout today. And we only saw one member out there. So yeah, <laughs> I think that speaks to your point about, you know, most people either are ambivalent uh, to the whole thing or, or actually agree with yeah. what's going on. Well, um, you know, um, I, I did see, and I haven't confirmed it yet, but I did see an article today that said Jen Psaki is looking to leave uh, and uh, go work for MSNBC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, yay! <laughs> not a not a not a big uh, Jen Psaki spokesperson fan. She may right. be a great person, but uh, the the. The whole purpose of the spokesperson up there is to give out information and not keep walking back information and stuff. It's, well, yeah, she's definitely jumping ship. I think she's uh, sensing the wind, sees sees where things are heading, are headed, and is you know making her exit. I, I've heard that you know she's probably not going to be the only one, um, but uh, she was like the biggest Biden supporter as far as you know. There's kind of some tension inside the White House about mm-hmm. you know Kamala versus uh, Biden, and she was one of the bigger. Uh, and more powerful advocates for uh, for him and his his positions and point of view. So her leaving, uh, you know, I don't know, might be an indication. And you know, finally, the mainstream media is actually talking about Hunter Biden's laptop two years later. So you know, is thing are, are, is there about to be a shakeup? Uh, about to be a turning on Biden? I don't know, but it, it is interesting. Yeah. Well, hey, have you heard uh, or seen this documentary about Hillsong? The mega no. church exposed. Uh, I was just curious if you had started because I, I didn't even know it was out there. But um, the, more and more pastors within Hillsong have resigned. Apparently, 
it, it's some widespread thing, but this documentary is out there now, and um, it, it's really been damaging to the reputation of the church. I'll be honest, I'm not a big Hillsong fan. I knew uh, that. <laughs> I knew that. But but even if you're not, I, I, well, I think what see here's the thing, right? They're going to take a place like Hillsong and the thing, and, and you know, kind of what they've got going on there. You know, Carl Lentz and stuff like that. How they do their worship, which is you know designed to. Uh, kind of manipulate emotions, you know, I would say uh, they're going to take that and they're going to say that that is an example of the church in entire entirely, you know, of all churches and to really attack, um, you know, the church as an institution, not just to say, well, this particular church mm-hmm. is, is bad. You know what I mean? So uh, not surprising. I think there was uh, there's that's kind of the latest in line of a few other things. There's been some um, podcasts and stuff of uh, the I think the rise and fall of Mars Hill was one that really just was a bashing. I mean, you know, I think Mark Driscoll did a lot of bad things. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not trying to stand up for him, but it it turned out being, be the same thing, really bashing the church and uh, in some ways basking, uh, bashing masculinity as well. Well, uh, one of the big uh, things that they pushed was that Carl Lentz, who was getting very wealthy and hanging around with all the elites, mm-hmm. um, was having a lot of volunteers do a lot of the work, and and basically, that's it, you know, it's it's. Would kinda, you say that's pretty run uh, par for the course for some of these huge yeah. mega churches? Yeah. You know? I mean, the bigger th- the bigger thing for me is like I don't know if you've seen the picture of him playing basketball ever. No, Carl Lance. Oh, yeah, and talk about immodesty. Like his his pants were so low, like you know, it was like that. A pastor should not be dressing and acting like that. And then obviously he did have the. Well, he was hanging around with Justin Bieber. Come on, okay, <laughs> he's hanging around with Bieber. He's got to wear wear his pants like that. Yeah, but, uh, like, but it, it's just it, it's sad on a number of levels. Whether it's him or whether it's Mark Driscoll, that. Um, you know, it, it just, it, it's kind of like modern day Jimmy Swaggart or Jim Baker is what it is. Those were former televangelists mm-hmm. who, um, were saying one thing, living out another. And it, it, it is the great danger of any, um, big multi, um, multi-level marketing ministry so to speak because when you start having that many campuses that you're kind of directing that much stuff it's easy to build insulation in and not um, really have accountability and that's that's kind of where it led but uh, it's just it's it's on the i don't know which channel it's on uh, but it's a documentary discovery plus yeah i think it's one of the streaming things Mm mm-hmm yeah, I mean, like I said, Hillsong, you know, it's a multinational uh, church body, uh, but I think they've had some issues uh, at at least being accused of, you know, some some heresy and stuff like that in the past. And like I said, I've never been a huge fan, but, you know, you can see the avenues of the culture looking for, you know, the low-hanging fruit as a way to attack uh, the church as a whole. Yeah, it is. Well, it's hey, it's kind of anything goes Friday. We can talk about the purity of the gospel. We can talk about what Charlene talked about yesterday or even Hillsong or whatever. Uh, yeah, we would love to have you call in. You can do that at one 
uh, 844-777-7928. Again, that's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back, be back with more in just a second. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing back. That is Mercy Me with Even If. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And we have on the line Matthew from Jacksonville. Matthew, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Awesome. awesome. What's on your mind? Well, I was thinking about you, what you guys were saying about Carl Lentz, and I think that's a lot of what's wrong with uh, with people that call themselves Christians today. I, I don't even call myself a Christian anymore. I just call myself a follower of Jesus because they smudged the name so badly. Mm-hmm. I, I hate to even say that, but that's where, where we're at with that. And uh, I'm just a follower of Jesus, and I'm in love with the Lord. I'm not perfect. I try hard. Uh, but what I think the big problem is, is we, as Christians, follower of Jesus, whatever you want to call yourselves, you got to learn to separate yourself from the world. When you look like the world just because you're hanging with the world, that I don't think that's godly in any way. Mm. You know, I think we got to – people should build and, – and that's a problem today, I think, with, with the spectators from the outside that don't know. They see um, these pastors and these, these people of faith, and they're hanging with these people that, you know, you're not real sure if they are or they're not. All you can do is by what they say unless you can send the fruits of their life. And then, um, you know, people are like, well, you know, he was a man of God, but he really be dressing and hanging out with people like that? I mean, Justin Bieber was hanging out with uh, Marilyn Manson, for God's sake. I was like, hmm. uh, yeah, <laughs> this is a little weird. <laughs> you know? Well, well, you know, so I think we got to make a stand in everything we do, not just what we say. But even the way we dress, well, the way yeah, we keep ourselves. I, I agree with you. It's Matt, right? Mm-hmm. Matthew. Matthew. Yeah. Matthew, gift of God. That's what your name means. That's awesome. Uh, That's right. Uh, I think I told you guys that one time you, when I called it. You know, uh, Matthew, uh, one of the things that is hard oh, and difficult now is 
there are a lot of allegations have been made against Lance. Everything from, um, you know, sexual abuse of nannies in his house, people who've helped take care of his kids to others. There's just been a lot of allegations. And the truth is none of us know if those allegations are true. And with the way the media is today, um, people can be destroyed before any allegations are proven. Now, I'm not trying to defend him. I'm, I'm just making a point that th- there, there, there needs to be an effort like uh, you said and even Taylor alluded to earlier. Like Billy Graham used to have very high walls of separation because he wanted to protect oh, yeah. himself. He, he, he wouldn't get in an elevator with a woman. He wouldn't get in a car with a woman alone. He was always guarded against the perception, even that there could be an allegation made. Uh, and right. uh, and I think what's happened is we've kind of gotten away from that. And, mm-hmm. you know, when when you want to look like the world to blend in, to, to, to yep. basically, you don't have to look like the world to reach the world. You really don't. You don't have to you dress don't. like that. You can, I think you got a better chance of reaching them not looking like them, personally. Yeah. Well, hey, we're we're so glad that you listen. Um, did did you get a chance I to listen? Guys every day. Well, I was going to ask you did you did you get a chance to uh, hear us talking about um, you know the gospel earlier in the week and the purity of the gospel? How how you know there's in Acts. Yes, in Acts chapter fifteen. Yes. Um, yes. Well. Uh, I I, uh, I think that's a, an issue today. There's a lot of churches, uh, to go back to your point, that um, that give they out stop a— Stop preaching the gospel. Well, they're not. They're, they're add to the gospel, and they add to it. And, yep. and uh, I, I just—I uh, think we as believers have to be very firm in standing up for the purity of the gospel, because if you add yes, anything sir. to the gospel, anything to grace, it's no longer grace, like we said— or uh, take away. Yes. Either way. Or hey, take it away. Either way. Hey, well, there is a movie coming out next week, or, or not next week, in a couple of weeks, called The Mulligan. And a uh, okay. a friend of ours um, uh, who has been on this program, Jeff Andrews, is real good friends with a writer, a guy named Wally Armstrong. It's only going to be in theaters a couple of days. And since you listen every day, I want you to call back because the Friday – before that movie comes out i think it's like the 16th or 17th so maybe so in a couple of weeks call back because i'm going to be giving away tickets to that movie okay Uh, okay it's going to be just a couple of days but it's a parable of second chances and um yeah and boy we all need second chances don't we (laughs) <laughs> hey, hey, ain't that true, brother? But you know, one thing I always say is if the gospel is the one thing that even the worst salesman could sell because the gospel sells itself. Mm, yeah, well, yeah, that's well, that's what I tell people about evangelism. You don't have to sell Jesus; just love Jesus. Mm-hmm. He right. sells himself, that's right? right. <laughs> well, listen, that's Matthew, right, I pray you have a great weekend. Thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate you listening to SWAT yes, Radio. Okay. Yes, sir. Thank you. Have a good one. Yeah, that was a great call. Appreciate Matthew calling in. And, um, you know, I think that kind of to a little bit of what he was talking about, that there have been a lot of people 
um, you know, or a lot of churches, they call them, you know, seeker friendly churches trying to look as much like, you know, what's considered cool and hip, uh, you know, and really, eh, you know, uh, selling themselves a little bit to the world. Now, I do think that Christians have a responsibility to um, engage culture, teach culture how to follow Christ, right? Mm-hmm. But to uh, just accept the culture as it is with, you know, all its sinfulness is is wrong. You should be looking to renew um, the culture and um, have it be, you know, more aligned with how God wants us to live, you know, throughout all. But if you just accept everything as it is as, as a way to try to get people to get into seats, mm-hmm. uh, you're, you're missing it. Yeah, I think you are. And, um, it, you know, you think about, um, you think about people who, who, who are, are, uh, culturally driven. We'll say they're not just culture. It, there's nothing wrong with being culturally sensitive, mm-hmm. but there's a difference between culturally uh, driven and culturally sensitive. Um, there's a big church up in Atlanta and you go into there and it, it's kind of like going to a rock concert. I mean, they're playing like pop top 40 tunes mm-hmm. when you walk in and it's like everybody's kind of just watching the stage band up there, like a boy band up on stage and you're like, wait, this is the church gathering. Mm-hmm. This is what we're doing. I mean, I, I I just can't see that happening back in, you know, uh, Paul and Barnabas's day where they're having people come in there into a gathering and doing whatever the culture did back then. Or even you know where how we were founded as a culture. Could you imagine the Puritans doing that? No, right? No, no. Yeah, but but it's a very much a marketing of the church mm-hmm. and that's what we we we've done and i appreciate what matthew said we don't have to do that yeah just love jesus and he sells himself well i thought this was interesting i read this today you know there's a um a, a psalm that says the fool says in his heart there is no god mm. a lot of people when they read that kind of take that to mean well atheists are stupid you know mm-hmm. they're just they're they're they they don't uh, have good thought process or whatever but that's not what that means really in that uh, text the hebrew word means somebody who has no perception of ethical or religious truth yeah no spiritual uh divination at all there's mm-hmm. no spiritual connection um it's not that unintelligent people don't believe in god but it's that sinful people don't believe in God, people that don't want accountability to a creator. And and that's what the verse really means. And um, yeah, a fool like biblically, like uh, is, is more someone in stubborn rebellion against God, not someone who like lacks intellect, right? It's somebody who is willfully um, choosing to go against what God has dictated. Yes. It, it, I mean, you know, most atheists are very logical. They're very mm-hmm. brainiac almost kind of people. But what they decide to do is they want to deny God's authority in their life. And they, they have to deny his existence because to acknowledge his existence mean they, they're subject to him if mm-hmm. he's God. But to make a statement that there is no God, they would have to have perfect knowledge. 
and they don't. They don't have total knowledge. Nobody, no human has total knowledge. And so it's really interesting. You know, I used to love listening to John Maisel when we'd go to Russia, interact with these atheists about mm. it, because that, that that's really a, a true statement that you can't make an absolute statement unless you have absolute knowledge. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, you mentioned Russia, so this is kind of off topic, but uh-oh. <laughs> As that always as, scares me. No, when no, you no. Off topic. Um, I just from your experience there, like what is because, you know, you hear like, oh, they're a Christian country as far as like Eastern Orthodox and stuff. But on the ground, is it pretty uh, atheistic or has that changed in the past, you know, 20, 30 years or how? Um, you know, when I went over there back in, um, I started going over there in 1994. Mm. And uh, back then the wall had not been down that long. And the Orthodox Church as a whole, um, there were some Orthodox priests that were true believers, but as a whole, the vast majority of the priests were tied into the KGB and the Mm. government. So they were state actors. Yes. And and they worked hand in hand. Mm. Um, But the Russian people that went to the Orthodox Church didn't know a lot of that. The, most of the people that went went really hoping to have an expression of faith. Mm. You know, they they wanted to worship the one true God, or or they believed they were worshiping some form of God. And so, what we did was we took Bibles and we helped work with Baptists and Pentecostals. And the Pentecostals over there are not like the Pentecostals here. Mm. They they were very different. Um, the Pentecostals over there had more of a um, they did have a, a charismatic element to them, but it was not as extreme as you see here in some of the Pentecostals. And they tended to be more uh, able to work with Baptists mm. t- over there. And so we'd do conferences together. But what was striking to me was back in 800 AD, there was a coat of armor in their museum that I saw. And in every chink, of that armor every little ring was engraved in god we trust Hmm. and that struck me that in 800 a.d they put that in their armor and now years later they denied god as a government they they allowed the orthodox church to to operate but really the the position of the government was there is no god state is supreme Hmm. and we'll pick it up there when we get back from the news break uh, before we go, we'd like to give a special uh, thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to our sponsor, Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug, D-O-U-G, at SWATradio.com. sky traced out by the city lights my world from a mile high best seat in the house tonight touch down in the cold black top hold on for the sudden stop breathing the familiar shock of confusion and chaos welcome back to SWAT radio that is give me your eyes by brandon heath well today is friday and if you are just joining us we are um, just talking about a, a number of things, a little bit more uh, free flowing. If you would like to join the conversation, you can do so at one eight four four triple seven SWAT. That's one 
844-777-7928. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. And just before the break, we were talking about uh, a little bit about Russia and uh, kind of the how the faith has changed over there. And you were saying that, uh, you know, during the, what, the 70 years of communist rule, it was uh, a government that was uh, anti-God, but uh, had a little bit of use for the the, the, the church by means of, uh, uh, you know, when they wanted to use it, they'd have it be kind of like a propaganda arm. And you said in 94 you went there. And what, when was the last time you were there? Uh, I was there like in 2006 was the last time I was over there. Have you seen, did you see a change between in that 12 year period as far as the faith of the people there? Well, um, um, back in, uh, 2007, uh, Russia passed a law that required non-governmental organizations. Those are like nonprofits over there called NGOs. Uh, including churches to register oh, wow. with the state. And we had to list their funding sources and provide records of every meeting. Hmm. That's a new law they passed in 07. Um, in 2016, they passed uh, anti-terrorism law that bans proselytizing and missionary activities. Uh, so that was in 2016. And, uh, you know, they, they did it under the banner of anti-terrorism, mm. but the bottom line is they greatly clamped down on people who are even evangelical to go over there. Because, you know, I told you when I went over there, I mean, even when we went there, there about half the country would say they're believers, they're Orthodox. Even if they were culturally Orthodox, they would say that. Uh, I think there was somewhere in the neighborhood of about a million and a half people who were Catholics. Um, mm. You know, probably um, somewhere uh, about a million Protestants over there, which, you know, doesn't sound like that many, uh, but they're, they're spread out. And there are a lot of, or were a lot of Protestant missionaries. But I had to stop going over there in 06 because I found out they were beating up pastors that I would meet with. They were using my FBI background to intimidate and harass pastors. So I stopped going over there. But um, when did Putin come uh, into power? Oh, gosh. I think it was like he was 89. I mean, not 89. 98. Yeah, I think. So the, was this kind of coincide with his second return, his return to power then that this was starting to happen? Because it sounds like there was a time frame, you know, between the fall of uh, the, the Soviet Union where it, was, it opened up a little bit. And then it seems well, like he's maybe tightened yeah, down the reins. He, when when I first started going in 94, we heard about him. And at the I, I want to say it was right around 2000. He was like the prime minister. Mm-hmm. And then he became president um, from. I, for like two terms to like 08, which is right about when I stopped going. Hmm. Then he stepped back and came back into power um, in 2012, and he's been there ever since, 10 years. I mean, yeah. so he's literally been the power over there. Even when he wasn't the president, he was still the guy calling the shots. And he's a former KGB guy. And, um, you know, it, he is not a guy to be messed with. I mean, you – 
you've heard the stories of him um, throwing people out of like uh, windows. I, I, yeah, I Pete, you know, and it's interesting to me to listen to the news people talk about him and people talk about this guy as like like almost like he's a buffoon. I mean, yeah, like he yeah. is. He was a KGB, mm-hmm. upper level KGB guy, and held power for how long? And, and he's been the president and leader of this country for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not dumb. He knows what he's doing. He has planned what he's doing. Um, now, does that mean he doesn't make mistakes? No, he can make mistakes, but he's not a buffoon. He is very much. Uh, if he's if he's pulling out or if he's attacking. What he's doing, there's purpose behind it. Yeah. The, if you just were to watch the American news and didn't have any understanding of, you would just think he's kind of a megalomaniac who's because that's how he's characterized. But he he's a he's a smart guy, intelligence wise, and he yeah. has killed probably more people than we even know mm-hmm. to maintain the kind of power and control he's had over there. Yeah, he's a he's a dark dude, but he's not you know, a fool by any means. And if you look at what's going on recently, I mean, cause you know, when the, everything started in Ukraine, it seemed like, you know, the people there were you know, about ready to throw them out. If you listen to the, the news and the, the ruble had crashed. And then now you see that his approval ratings actually went up in Russia and that now he's forcing Europe to pay in the ruble and the rubles completely rebounded. Um, so obviously not a fool, um, but a very corrupt uh, in dark individual i mean you'd have to be Mm. in that culture to maintain power for as long as he has um but anyway i just thought it was interesting that he you know obviously i guess it shouldn't have been surprising a kg former kgb guy comes in and makes out all the churches register and that so that they can keep tabs of what everything is being said which is exactly what they were doing uh throughout the soviet union before it fell well uh i'm not saying the guy doesn't make mistakes but i'm just saying I don't know that his intention was ever to go in and take over Ukraine. Mm -hmm. I think his intention was to go in to weaken Ukraine Mm -hmm. um, to the point to where, and he's done that. Look at how he's just devastated Mariupol. Mm -hmm. And, and really it would be interesting to see all the targets he's hit with missiles. How much of the military, I I listened to a guy today, a trainer somebody who's doing some training and providing for people over there saying that, You've got Russian, or not Russian, Ukrainian special operations people in tennis shoes on the front lines. Wow. They don't even have combat boots. They are hurting for supplies. They're hurting. They don't have drones. All the drones they're supposed to have, they don't have. This guy's given drones to people. Mm. And and I'm not talking about the, the super multi-million dollar drones that the military gives. I'm talking about he's, they're giving them drones that you just give them some intel, you hmm. know. Ones that you can just buy kind of yeah. here as a civilian. Right? Yeah, and so um, I, I, I think people and, – and Putin just loves to let people talk. He'll let people talk. Let him think he's a buffoon and he's doing what he's doing. He's not paying a price. Yeah. I mean, he's really not. I mean, all these sanctions are really the they're, people that they're hurting the Russian people. Yeah. But even the ruble has come back now. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, it was really those sanctions were something because 
if you really wanted to try to get the Russian people, divorce them from Putin, you don't hurt them. Now they feel it's like us versus them. And that just obviously, as you saw, his ratings go up. And, you know, I agree. I think, you know, what the the objective there in Ukraine was maybe to take um, the Donbass region, obviously, or to let it be autonomous, um, but also then to get a negotiated. If not, you're, if you're not going to take over half the country, you want a negotiated peace to where um, Ukraine agrees never to join NATO and where it kind of demilitarizes. So, you, you, in effect, you still get that buffer state that you would uh, want, even if you, had, if you had to take over the whole country. You know what I mean? So... Uh, so far, uh, like you said, there hadn't been a lot of consequences on them, and you know, the West proved it wasn't going to do anything. And so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how everything plays out. Well, he, you know, when Boris Yeltsin made him the director of the FSB, which was pretty much the successor of the KGB, mm-hmm. it it would be the equivalent of being made the director of the FBI and the CIA together because mm-hmm. it serves as both over there pretty much. And so um, that that's a pretty significant position. You don't put somebody, especially in that country, think about what was going on. That was back in the, the late 90s. Um, so that, that was at a time right after, you know, perestroika mm-hmm. and all this stuff. So I'd, I'd say that uh, he, he was a pretty smart guy for them to put him in there. And all that to say, uh, what's going on right now is just uh, what's happening in the world for most people uh, who are believers and are looking. Uh, I've heard more people talking about the end times, more people talking about, you know, the wars, who's involved with the wars. Uh, Russia, Iran, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and uh, China, thinking about all that, the diminishing of the United States' influence in the world. As believers, our eyes should be focused on the eastern sky. As believers, we should have our ears ready to hear the trumpet sound um, because the next thing to happen on the prophetic timetable is the return of Christ. We don't know if it's tomorrow, if it's two weeks, a month, most people aren't living like it's tomorrow, uh, me included. I mean, like, if, if we really knew he was coming back tomorrow, I think we would make some radically different decisions in our life. Uh, but the disciples lived every day like he was coming back tomorrow. Uh, I was talking to uh, one of our SWAT guys this morning, and he was talking about the need to be sharing the gospel with everybody we see, you know, just to get the word out to people. Uh, we're not responsible for what they do with it, but we're responsible to get the word out. And there really hasn't been this clarion call from churches, you know, to do that. Um, have you heard it? I haven't really heard that call, you know. Well, I not any different than it's been for a long time, which is, you know, the, well, you know, yeah, it has. There hasn't been a change in intensity. I guess I'll say, you know, by most churches, and honestly, there's a lot of apostate churches, really. So that <laughs> might not be surprising. But I think people are more worried right now about getting a 25 year food supply than they are getting the gospel out. I mean, because we we are thinking prep wise. Listen, there's nothing wrong with that kind of thought process, but we've got to remember why we're here. Uh, we're not here to survive. We're here to what? To be witnesses. 
he's in charge of survival or not. You know, you think about the remnant. You think about how he protected his people. Uh, some people he protects. Some people he lets suffer. But the bottom line is there has always been a remnant. Yeah. And, you know, you bring up some interesting, uh, I guess, how our eschatology leads into how we live our life. So uh, pretty interesting. But we are up against the break, so stick with us. We will be back with more in just a moment. Uh, you can download our SWAT app in the App Store, and you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. Nobody by Casting Crowns. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us today, it's Friday, so we're having a, a nice discussion. We would love to have you join, kind of uh, open to anything that we've talked about this week or whatever's going on uh, in the culture, in the news, kind of just whatever's on your heart. We would love to hear uh, what you got or if any questions that you may have. You can call us at one 877 swat That's one 877 or you can email us at ask at swatradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at swatradio.com. Um, you know, I, there was a, there was a, uh, a Russian uh, guy who um, spoke about um, when that law in 2016, when mm-hmm. they made it uh, unconstitutional to be a Christian almost. I mean, really, uh, like a Protestant, even though the Russian Constitution says you're free to profess any faith uh there was a law that basically increases the regulation of evangelism and it bans certain missionary activities uh from non-religious settings like you can't be out on the street corner and just start talking to people about the gospel is that for westerners coming over it was for anybody even them what if they were eastern orthodox would they be allowed to do it uh you know 
So is it basically against the Protestant influence and against the Western influence? What the Russians said is, if if you if you say you believe this or that and invite somebody to your church um, or to a Christian conference or um, even to some kind of Zoom thing, then um, you can get a huge fine mm. from the government uh, and be jailed up for three years. If you represent a church as a pastor or leader, the fine is a million rubles, which is about $15,000 and up to five years in jail. So you can either be quiet, um, you know, or you can um, be bold. <laughs> if you're bold, you're probably going to be arrested or fined. And uh, they said that the Russian security service investigators would literally just show up at church services and ask for information about people, just mm-hmm. kind of like in China or someplace that it was just like, okay. And they would threaten people um, that this is what one missionary said. They would threaten these people there that, you know, kids use drugs a lot in Russia and you never know what could happen to your kids. Mm-hmm. So they're threatening uh, and try to get information on other people. You know, when you think about that, what would you do in that situation? Think about how that might impact you. You know, we live in a country that is free for us to share our faith, but we don't. Most of us don't invite people to a church service. We don't invite. By the way, I'm going to be sharing at um, Ponte Vedra Presbyterian Church this weekend uh, on Sunday at 9 o'clock and 1030 um, we'd love to have you join us there. Uh, and then April 17th, I'm doing an Easter uh, sunrise outreach at Michler's Beach. Um, it's going to be probably want to be there around 530, 545 in the morning. And uh, there's limited parking at Michler's, but there's a parking lot at the intersection of Michler's and A1A. Uh, that you can park at, but that's an outreach. But I'd love for you to invite people to come. The, the thing on April 17th is a it's a drama about the guy who gets the wood ready for Jesus. It's called the Cross Builder. And so, again, I would love for you to join us there. But just thinking about what would you do if authorities from the FBI showed up at your house and said, listen, um, you know, um, there's a big fentanyl problem in, in the country and you got some teenagers and you never know how accidents can happen, you know, and they said that that would be, think about how intimidating that would be. And I mean, we didn't, we haven't faced anything like that here yet. I mean, people were, people were harassed during the mask mandate about public worship then. But we're talking about people threatening your kids. Will that keep you from testifying about Jesus? Will that keep you from being a witness? I remember one story of a missionary who they threatened to kill his child unless he renounced Jesus. And he wouldn't when they killed his child in front of him. Um, you know, but they would have killed him regardless. They, they, they were going to kill the children regardless of what they did. But the guy, the pastor, would not renounce his faith in Christ. Those are hard call 
choices that um, I, and, you know, we would look at and go, wow, I don't know what I would do. Well, we would hope that the spirit of the Lord would strengthen you during that time. And the grace of the Lord would give you the grace to testify. You know, it'd be the hardest part of that. What's that? It's not to take a sniper rifle and <laughs> go get every single one of them before they take you out. No, that, I, I that, know. I know. That'd be the toughest part, not to seek, <laughs> seek vengeance, you know? Well, but but we need to pray for our Russian brothers and sisters, you know, because right now, Russian brothers and sisters, there are believers in Russia and Ukraine. Ukraine gets a lot of the attention, but the Russian brothers and sisters are also being persecuted um, they're refused jobs simply because they're Protestant. Um, you know, they, when people find out that they're, they're believers or they're, uh, pastors, they'll come and they'll, they'll just confiscate their, their money, their cars. Um, and they will, uh, they, they just pretty much do whatever they want. Cause it's totalitarian almost under, underneath what he's doing there. And so we need to pray for these Russian brothers and sisters. I, I've got a brother over there named Andre uh, uh, who is was an evangelist, and he's kind of a pastor now. And I just think of him often and some of the other pastors that we worked with. And, you know, they're persecuting these people. And we see Putin attacking Ukraine, but we forget there are people within Russia itself believers that are struggling as well and there is no humanitarian aid going to them they can't get in there putin is not going to let people bring in anything to his people and and so and those people are praying um those people over there who are missionaries they're praying for god's will to be done they want god to be glorified they're our brothers and sisters so we need to pray for them as well as the believers in ukraine but that was a great question Man, I, I just uh, appreciate you asking that. It's uh, I forget about it sometimes because it seems like so long ago for mm-hmm. me. I mean, it was 2006. So that's 16 years ago uh, when I was over. But we planted churches in a lot of cities over there, and saw and and I see some of these people on Facebook sometimes, and they're still thriving mm-hmm. in ministry, and it's really cool. So. Yeah, that's awesome. It's crazy though that like. They were beating up people that you went and talked with, though, you know, because of your former connections and stuff. And, you know, again, like uh, a lot of people, you know, oh, you know, Russia is a Christian nation because it's uh, Eastern Orthodox, but that they are persecuting other Christians is like, oh, that's pretty tough. Yeah, it is. And so, um, you know, I, I'm or not Russian Orthodox, not Eastern. Orthodox. Yeah, it's Russian Orthodox. Yeah. The. um yeah because there is a difference <laughs> yeah, yeah to me i mean it's, yeah. oh it's orthodox right but I, yeah I, yeah um and it's just a matter of of the leadership you know i mean like uh you know when you when you look at the the russian orthodox is uh it, it's um one of the largest independent eastern orthodox churches in the mm. world um they think there's probably 90 million of them in the world, 90 million people. And so, uh, but it, 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 the differences really come down more to the way they worship and the way of life. Um, you know, 
And so I don't know all the ins and outs. I have to go through a lot deeper to, to, to know that. Uh, although we got one, I know we got one brother that comes to SWAT who is part East, of that Eastern Orthodox. Eastern yeah. Orthodox. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the Orthodox men, uh, yeah, I don't, they're, they're a little bit of a mystery to me. I know a lot more about obviously Roman Catholicism than Orthodox, but you know, I know a little bit and, you know, there's some, some things that are like, no, oh, that's, I don't, you know, it's very different. Well, one of that. the big things with the Russian Orthodox church is they believe in the holy inspiration of the church hmm. where, um, where you and I would believe that the Bible is the final authority, mm-hmm. they would say the church is the final authority. So a little bit like uh, Roman Catholicism. Uh, yeah, yeah. A, a, in that way, yes. I mean, they obviously they broke off because of the supremacy of the Pope. You know, that's kind of where that, that came down to. But, uh, yeah, from what I understand, I guess Roman Orthodox is, is tradition is on par with the Bible. And so you're saying that they're for them the, the, the church organization is on par? Yes. So it's similar, but... To, to our eyes, but different, I would imagine, in their their view, to uh, between Roman Catholicism and themselves. Yeah, it's. Um, I don't know when the schism took place where they broke ten uh, uh, fifty what ten fifty four right ten fifty six. That's the Great Schism, right? Yeah, um, I, I was trying to. Yeah, I think it's uh, it was ten fifty six, right? Because then um, the. First Crusade was in ten, the ten nineties, and there was the hope that uh, that 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 they could uh, bring them back, that they could re- rehabilitate that. Yeah, but the, there was a Christian community in Russia prior to the Russian Orthodox Church. Oh, yeah, and and that you know back about eight hundred A.D. I think. Okay, and that's what I was saying. You remember it was on the, right. the coat of armor. But hey, wow, time's up and it's Friday. Yeah crazy isn't it yeah yeah well it's april 1st and i don't know no no april no april food joke for me quarter of the year down yeah pretty crazy all right uh that's all the time we have for today thanks for tuning in hope you have a great weekend If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening 